You're listening to the Down the Pub podcast, Canada's premier football show. Head to downthepub.ca to subscribe so you never miss an episode. this episode of the Down the Pub podcast. I am your host, Anthony Abbott. Um, on this week's show, it's me. Um, it's just me this week. Um, I'm going to go solo. It's the first time I've ever done this, so if you don't want to listen to me just talking nonsense, uh, you can just tune out now. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's just me this week. Um, no guests. Uh, we do have some really good guests coming up on the show, but I just thought I'd uh, just get like a, a wee little show out there because there's been a bit of stuff that's been happening and I just thought it would be good just to touch base to, with you, the listener. So, um, as usual, uh, please don't forget to give the show a follow on Instagram at Down the Pub Pod and on Twitter at the same username. Uh, you can subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, leave us a review if you can, and I think that really helps the show, um, or just head to www.downthepub.ca. So, uh, the intro music this week is, uh, as most people will know, is uh, Conor McGregor's uh, intro music, but it was actually recorded by Sinead O'Connor on the Chieftains, and Ireland lost a great man this week in uh, Paddy Maloney, who was the driving force behind the Chieftain, so I just thought I'd play a bit of the Foggy Jew in the intro as a tribute to uh, the great man that was Paddy Maloney. So um, rest in peace, Paddy. Thank you so much for putting Irish music and culture on the world stage, and you'll be sorely missed. Um, yeah, rest in peace, Paddy. So um, I did want to talk a little bit about the Canadian game. And I also want to look at some CPL magic moments from uh, some CPL fans I kind of reached out to. But unfortunately this week, uh, we have to start the show off talking about the horrendous news of racism uh, rearing its ugly head here in the CPL. Um, York United announced that, uh, I think it was on Thursday, one of the players had been racially abused on social media. Um, like Nobody should be subjected to that type of abuse even more so over a game of football. Um, sports brings out a lot of emotions in all of us. Um, it's why we love it. Uh, the highs, the lows, it's all part of the rush of being a fan. Um, but we also have to be able to temper those emotions because like, we, we, you can't go above that because like, it's a game of football. Um, these guys... and. These people are going out to entertain us on a football pitch. Um, so they don't deserve to have horrendous abuse hurled at them. Um, like We all get angry. We all get upset. We all get overjoyed about what happens in a football game. But you, you got to know when to, where, the, where the, the limit is. And there's no place whatsoever for this kind of stuff. It's, it's disgusting and nobody deserves it. And... 
you know, it's, it's a game of football. Come on, you know. So um, I really think that we 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 need to do more. Uh, social media has given us all an incredible platform, and it's brought us all closer together. But with that also comes the dangers where you can have cowards basically hiding behind the screen and saying vile things about people that they don't even know and they're just just randomly just throwing their their boil and their hatred out into the the stratosphere and it's just hoping that somebody gets affected by it so i i think that like social media companies it's been said have to do more um but so do we as a society like it, it can't all just come down to social media companies stepping up and doing what they have to do. I think as a, as a society, we too also have to make sure that these people know that this this isn't right. This this can't go on. Um, it's not right. It's not fair. Um, and we all need to make sure that it's abundantly clear that real fans, real supporters, don't want these people anywhere near our game. We don't want them anywhere near anybody. But we just don't like, like football brings people together it's why we love the game it's it's you know whether you go to you emigrate somewhere new you can always find another football fan and that's how you make friends and like the cpl has brought thousands upon thousands of people together that normally would never have met each other and that's the beauty of the game and i don't think it should be destroyed by some people who just have like a black heart that's all it is it's it's disgusting so i i think um the, the case in england of the person being jailed for eight weeks there a couple of weeks ago for racially abusing a player online is somewhere where we kind of need to go um to, to, to stop this from from happening uh, this particular person was in their 50s so it's not just young people that are doing this thing. It's it's every it's it, it could be your neighbor. I mean, at the end of the day, like we kind of have to ostracize these people from society. Um, this guy went to jails for eight weeks. Could have been, should have been longer. Um, but it's the only kind of deterrent that we have. That you know, if like if you own your own business or <clears throat> where you work or whatever like that, that you know that you're named and shamed. And I think that's the way it should be because. You don't you don't have the right to treat anybody else like that it's it's disgusting and it just breaks my heart that, that good people here in the cpl like trying to get the game going here in canada devoting their time because at the end of the day like the players in the cpl aren't multi-millionaires that like they're not making a shit ton of money they're just regular people uh, making whatever it is that they're making and they don't deserve to have some arsehole online saying disgusting things about it so i think collectively as a society we kind of need to come together and make sure that this stops it, it starts with education um I, I think a good place to start uh is you should um the halifax wanderers have a really good podcast hosted by uh, marvin okello um together for change um, it's a really good place to start because he's um, I've learned a lot from that podcast and I definitely would recommend you uh, check it out and listen to some of his episodes and it'll make you a better person. Um, so yeah, thanks Mara for putting together an amazing podcast and uh, thank you for educating myself. And yeah, so at the end of the day, I guess all we can really say is let's all remember it's only a game, you know, rein in your emotions and uh, like 
be a be a good person you know and that's all like what are you saying the subject and I, I i think york have handled it really well and it's great that the all the players came out in support of the person that was racially abused and i think um yeah uh, we definitely stand uh with york united through all of this um because like nobody deserves it Canada uh, had an amazing international window. Uh, they, they drew on Mexico and Jamaica, and then they gave Panama spanking at home. Uh, the performance in the Azteca was one of the greatest Canadian performances I've ever seen. Like, I've lived in Canada for 11 years, and there's been a lot of lows and a good few highs. And I, I think just the performance, uh, the team was set up perfectly, the plan was put into place perfectly, and coming away from Mexico City with a point is incredible um and i, th I think uh, john herdman needs to <laughs> needs to get a lot of credit for um the the way he set the team up um the jamaica game was kind of like the opposite of that <laughs> yeah it wasn't ideal uh the, the pitch was awful um i think that he he had to rotate some players uh because the games come quick and fast with, with the international breaks in in concacaf um i, I think haven't watched the game it was probably one of the worst games i've ever seen but at the same time coming away from a point away from home you can't complain i think it just set up um go, coming into the panama game that it wasn't on the back of a defeat it was um a, a, a point another point in the bag i know some people were getting a little bit kind of antsy about it and a little bit anxious but you know at the end of the day any point in world cup qualifying is a well-earned point so um, I, I was pretty pretty happy that they came away from that, and then the game against Canada uh, against Panama was unbelievable. Um, I just thought uh, the team was a joy to watch. Um, like going from the the goal behind, how Canada reacted to it, the BMO was like jammers, and there was so much expectation, and the place, the fans really showed up. There was a sea of red. It was a a fantastic thing to watch it was it was beautiful and i just think the players fed off that energy and that nobody panicked um the players stuck to their to their game plan um and just went went for it like it was it was so good to watch and you could just see just sometimes when you're watching a game and you can just see like the the tide turn and you can just see the pressure building and you just know um it, it always reminds me of uh watching United under Alex Ferguson, you know, that they, they would go, go behind and then they would just turn the screw and then just come into the game and just really start going for it. And you just knew they were going to score. And that's the biggest compliment I think I can give to Canada in that game is that it just reminded me of that so much that they were just knocking on the door. You just knew it was inevitable they were going to score. And once they did, the floodgates opened and the crowd deserved every every part of that and i think they were a huge part of uh that game turning in canada's favor and um, so like the, the next couple of games i think are in edmonton in november and i think if the fans in edmonton which they're renowned for being the same sort of energy whew, you know uh, it's going to be uh it's going to be two incredible games and it, it's you know I, I think these two games coming up are going to be the ones that will uh, make or break things for us and i think uh I really hope that the team shows up, and I have every faith that they will because um, it's the team is just great to watch. You know, it's the, the the standard of the players that Canada has right now is fantastic. I know people 
go on about you know Alfonso Davis, Tejan Buchanan, but there, there's other like people in there that are um, just as important, like Stephen Eusebio, like, like it's it's people like that that just keep they allow the Alfonso Davises to play and they just keep the game, the team ticking over. So, um, and then even like on the bench, having like the likes of Liam Miller, Liam Fraser, and stuff like that to come off the bench and uh, slot into games, it's. Um, yeah, it, the future is certainly bright for Canadian uh, football, and it's it, it's it was an amazing window, and I think that all Canadians should be proud of it. Um, like Ireland right now are, are struggling. Like we we had two wins in our in our last window against uh, Armenia away and Qatar at home, I think it was, um, and that's been probably the biggest plus that we've had in over a year. So you gotta you gotta you gotta feed off these moments when you have them because I, I can tell you like from experience that they go quick enough so enjoy the ride hang on tight and um yeah this is generational talent that Canada has right now and being here uh, seeing the um see, seeing the, the joy on people's faces uh of how well this team is doing um it's it's great and uh yeah I, I couldn't be happier for for Canada um and they just they go into November with just so much momentum now. Um, I really, really, I just can't wait for the games. <laughs> I'm excited. Uh, I hope everybody else is excited. And yeah, it's um, it's a it's a it's a great time for Canadian football. And uh, yeah, long may it last. So uh, last week uh, being Thanksgiving here in Canada, um, I was reflecting on uh, what I was thankful for. Um, you know, uh, family, my two boys. My wife, family back in Ireland, uh, my friends, uh, people that I've met from the podcast, uh, and of course Guinness. Very thankful for, for, for all those things. But it also got me thinking about how thankful I was for the CPL itself. And um, like thankful that Derek Martin took a gamble and went and started a professional football team here in Halifax. Um, and, and I kind of got thinking to myself, you know. What was my favorite moment so far and uh i thought as well i'd reach out to some friends too just to get theirs um because it, I, that's the cpl so many different things mean so many things to to, to, to everybody and it's just um it, it's just amazing and i really hope this league just keeps growing and growing and growing because it just, as I said before, it's brought so many people together. Um, you know, <clears throat> we're all rivals. We, we might follow different teams, but at the end of the, at the end of the day, we're football fans, and we want this thing to work. And there's nothing better than being in a packed Wanderers ground, watching a game with six thousand other people, um, in a sunny, a sunny Halifax, knocking back a Heineken, and uh, just watching some football. It doesn't matter, like. Obviously, I want the Wilders to win every time, but at the end of the day, just seeing professional football in, in Halifax, it's just it just gives me goosebumps a little bit. Um, so I just thought you know I'd look at what my favorite moments were. I reached out to some other people and asked them. So for me, and there's been quite a few, but for for me, it's that that Corey Bent goal against uh, Montreal in the Canadian Championship this year. Uh, it it just it, it just felt like such um a relief it felt like it was just uh like there was light at the end of the tunnel with this whole covid thing that you know the stadium was packed we had like our record attendance at the game 
Um, everybody was in great humour. It was a Wednesday night, so you wouldn't expect the place to be packed, but everybody showed up for the team. Um, just just having, like, I, I think I remember seeing somebody had posted that they went down to the airport. Uh, they were a Tottenham fan to get their, their jersey signed by Victor Wanyama. Like, that's amazing that, like, <laughs> like Victor Wanyama was in Halifax. Uh, <laughs> and it wasn't just, like, here to sign autographs. It was part of, um, like, a proper proper game. So, uh, yeah, like, it, it was just, just the whole day, just the whole build-up to it. Like, being at work, I was like... Um, she's like, I can't wait to get off. Like, I, I need to go. I need to get there. I want to soak up every last ounce of uh, the atmosphere and just the just just a sense of anticipation because on the back of the Whitecaps game against uh, Pacific, uh, Pacific winning that, there was like an, an air that sometimes achievable here. You know that we we kind of like we we weren't just here to make up numbers. That it was possible for. A CPL team to be able to mix it with the big boys, and I, that's what cup games are about. Um, but it was just, it just felt awesome, you know. Uh, it was like an amazing, amazing night. But um, like we started off brightly, you could see that there was that the Montreal team were were, were good, like the way they were kind of spraying the ball about and, and stuff like that. But like the, the, as long as the guys kept in it, uh, you just felt that something was going to happen, and then. Corey Bent, that beautiful bastard that he is, scored a, a, an incredible goal, an incredible goal. And I I remember I had like two beers in my hand. The goal went in, beers went everywhere. Just just caught up in the moment of six six and a half thousand people just erupting with emotion and this incredible adrenaline rush that you just didn't want it to, to fizz away, you know? It's like, it's, and I think this is one of the, the, the things that we miss as a society sometimes with, like, mobile phones and all that kind of stuff. You know, like, when you go to a concert and there's a great moment, but you have to have your camera out to to take, to record it. But sometimes you just got to enjoy in life the moments, you know? And, like, that was one of them. That, 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 that moment when that goal went in and I just people I didn't even know beside me just looking around and just seeing them uh, so joyous was incredible and I just felt afterwards that we could actually do it it was just such a magic moment um, unfortunately we went on and lost the game 3-1 <laughs> but it, it was just that kind of that, that little time frame I was being able to believe for for, for a little bit and just uh, just being able to mix it with the big boys it was it was a fantastic moment and it was definitely uh, my favorite moment as a as a Wanderers fan um, I, I said there's been tons more but that one just I think will always stick out in my head so uh, so some of the other people I, I, I reached out to um, a great friend of the show the creator the editor of uh, Halifax's amazing uh, fanzine, the, the, the cookbook, uh, Denton. Um, I reached out to him. Uh, we're so lucky to have people like Denton in the league. That, you know, just, this is just a guy that just lives and breathes the Wanderers. And the the term super fan is thrown around quite a lot. Um, but I can honestly say that Denton is a super fan. So um, this is his. Uh, his moment, Denton went with the, uh, the Labor Day uh, toy film. So I'm just going to actually read out what he wrote uh, in his message to me because I think it was it's really well written. So uh, the, <clears throat> I'll go with the Labor Day Typhoon. In the relentless rain, the very grass we're so proud of became another opponent. 
The team was having some trouble, but even down by two, they kept at it. Then it was 2-1, and just like that, the fire was lit. It wasn't just a team that came alive, it was the crowd. You could feel the determination. They immediately jumped into the next play and got another goal. Jubilation. Then came Oxford's mistake. But the remarkable thing was how quickly the team and the fans regrouped. I've never seen a potentially game-losing blunder get shrugged off so quickly. York's delays during the celebration only clinched it. That sense that this wasn't done yet. And in a way, scoring that final goal by a set-piece OG was a perfect way to finish the comeback. It was proof that we'd outlasted York in the rain. I'd never felt such synergy with the team before. That's the other reason I counted as a favourite moment. Because there's no doubt in my mind that such an incredible game could only have happened with thousands of fans pitching in to help. I love that. It's a really well written Benton and you can tell that's why the cookbook is so good, is that you've got a way with words, my friend. And uh, yeah, that game was incredible. Just we were always getting pissed on. <laughs> we looked like we were we weren't playing very well. Um, then we came back to two two, then the mistake and then just a pure joy at the end when the, the the goal went in uh, just made us all forget that we were soaked about. So, yeah, it was a, that was a fantastic game and a beautifully uh, written Denton. So, um, uh, Chris Searle, friend of the show, uh, don't forget to check out his podcast. My name is Searle. It's a great, great, great show. Um, his UFC on his uh, boxing uh, coverage is incredible. I'm really enjoying the, the 10 count uh, shows that he's been doing so keep out of Chris you're doing a great job um, his one was Peter Schaller's uh, final game in quotation um, uh, Peter was here on a U Sports uh, contract in his first season and then left to go back to uh, CBU so not knowing if we'd uh, if we'd see him again and he, he was just a legend like you, you know um, he, it was somebody that we as fans going to latched onto because you know we, we weren't the greatest in in our first season and uh just having people like that around the club that already you could feel like he just he belonged um and then <clears throat> when he was finished at that last game before he went to um cbu like uh, he was just like you know hugging the fans and there was a, a lot of tears so yeah that, that was a beautiful moment and then obviously when we found out he's coming back was was even better. <laughs> um, also, shout out to uh, Jess uh, Jess Early, uh, Nee Wattam, who uh, got married uh, yesterday. Uh, congratulations again, Jess. Uh, really, really happy for you. Um, Jess took a <laughs> took a photo uh, in her wedding dress uh, with a Wanderers flag, and uh, she had like a, a Wanderers patch sewn into the uh, the underside of her dress. So. Uh, when we talk about super fans again, um, <laughs> Jess definitely fits into that category too. So um, her, her one was the uh, the first game back after COVID. Um, she said that she nearly cried uh, walking through the gates. It was it was the same for me too. It, like just being able to get back into the grounds was like such a, a final moment because we we we've been through so much, not just football terms, like just in in general, just trying to get our way through all this. This madness, and we obviously like we're not at the end of the top, end of the road yet, but it definitely felt like you know that we're we're starting to get some sort of normalcy back into our lives, and um, yeah, th that was a fantastic, fantastic moment. Um, I also got an, a, a nice little write up here from uh, Ian uh, Racine from the uh, 
the, the foot soldiers um, he was talking about. Um, it was the game this week, actually, against uh, York United that they won 2-1 uh, after going down to 10 men. So I'm going to read this one, too. Um, I'll, uh, I just I just, I just look like uh, pe people put stuff into this. So, uh, <laughs> so <clears throat> near the end of the half, the players dropped out of view of most of us in the 200 section. Uh, we knew something was up and it wasn't good sounding. I heard that Escalante was in trouble and there could be a fight. We all rushed to the rails to look over just in time to see to see Joe uh, DiChiara get a red and Jose get a yellow and nothing for the York side. The growls and hisses and boos started. We were angry. How dare they? <laughs> and he's put in three exclamation marks. Uh, we started making even more noise, just stomping the, uh, the stands and drums and such. It was a mess of sound without any real direction. It just evolved into it just evolved into a steady beat of anger as the players left the field not long after. We started to sing, Dominic Sator, Dominic Sator. He wanted Europe, but all he got was York. <laughs> oh, football fans can be cruel sometimes. Uh, solidarity achieved, and we made so much noise for the rest of the game. It was electric being a man down for over 45 minutes. Ben Fisk, what a signing. And Sergio Camargo were demons on the pitch playing against six Yorkies. The set piece was so good and the fans erupted. The players after the game were so happy and came down to the fans end at 109 slash 200 and were cheering and dancing. It's been a while since we have seen them disolated. So that's that's the beauty of football, you know? It's just the emotions, but it's all about keeping things in check and uh, that was an incredible game um, that, that they've to watch um, I can only imagine what it's like being there so uh, thank you so much for your contribution and it's uh, I love it uh, the next one is from the VAR Check podcast uh, Noah from the VAR Check podcast uh, please check that that out it's a fantastic podcast the guys are doing a fantastic job and they uh, they're definitely worth a listen so please make sure to check them out his top moment um it kind of upset me that he sent me this one, but I think he did on purpose. Uh, <laughs> had to be this year's home opener for Atletico Ottawa, uh, the 14th block is where Brian Ray scored a chip finish winner in the 86th minute. Uh, despite being a newer club with a fairly small following, the scenes were absolutely unmatched. Um, I, I've talked about this this game before, and uh, obviously it was against Halifax, and they got 10, 11, 12,000 people out to the game. And obviously as a Wanderers fan, I didn't want us to lose, but it was kind of nice that we did in the way because uh, it was great for a way for them to start off their their home stretch as a as a franchise. And um, yeah, I was super happy um, that the turnout that they got for it. And Atletico go out of it, I think it's going to be a, a good, a great franchise here in the CPL. And um, yeah, um, I, I definitely wish I had been there for that one because it looked like it was a lot of fun. Uh, Mike from the False Nine sent me over something. Uh, another great podcast. Uh, make sure to check those guys out. Um, they have such a great way of uh, talking about the uh, the Premier League and also the Wanderers and stuff like that too. So definitely worth checking out. And this is another thing about the CPL. It's created all these uh, podcasts and and people getting their voices out there that probably wouldn't have done it before. I know I definitely wouldn't have. Um, I just not that there's many people, I don't know. <laughs> Not that many people probably want to hear my annoying voice, but it's just it's just great having like this platform 
and this is amazing league to talk about and um yeah i i just i just love the the culture that's building up around it the um the personalities that are building up around it and i definitely think uh um, the, the these podcasts are uh, amazing ways for people to get their messages out there and um yeah keep it the work the, the great work guys uh so my favorite wonders ground magic bone was the first ever goal in our home opener in 2019 wasn't a preschool ever, but against Ford and Drury Day, the atmosphere for the jump at the grounds was incredible and a harbinger of the league's best support. Um, our boys in blue have support throughout their existence. Having songs already at the ready, banners, scars, flags, flares, from that moment we knew that this is a proper soccer city. Yeah, it was an incredible game um, and uh, it was a definitely a great sign of how uh, how this this team and this league was going to continue on and it was it was yeah we just knew from that first moment that this was something special um and uh finally alan from the barton street battalion and those amazing forge fans uh he had a couple um the Concacaf games at tim horton's field were were just magic uh there's been three now and just beyond incredible uh the atmosphere and performances were magic uh Tristan Borja scoring the Galazzo Olimpico right in front of the battalion. It was like slow motion. Um, and the first ever uh, CPL game for Forge was special too when um, when both teams walked out, it, it finally felt real because obviously uh, I don't think anybody ever really thought that we'd be here, you know? And there's always like the, the, the kind of rumors and I just, yeah, a lot of people just felt that it was this point in the sky and you know, we actually have proper, a proper league with some amazing teams and um, Forge finally getting to have those uh, home games in the uh, the CONCACAF, um, I'm sure was incredible to, to be part of and, and, mm-hmm. and to watch. Um, and they've done the, the CPL proud in every single one of those games. So, yeah, yeah, I, uh, I really enjoy like reaching out to people and, and getting their thoughts on this stuff because um, I, like you don't always know, right? I mean, like like I said, I've got my favorite moment, and everybody else has something different. So, um, it was definitely um uh, a lot of fun to uh to get to hear what other people's uh especially ones from uh, other teams. I'd love to know what other people's favorite moments are. So uh, yeah, p- please reach out and um. Let me know because uh, I'd love to read out some more on the show. Like it's as I said, it's just been so much fun just to hear uh, where other people's uh, favorite moments were. And you can you can contact me as I mentioned at the start of the show uh, on Twitter at uh, Down the Pub Pod, uh, on Instagram at Down the Pub Pod. You can also shoot me an email Anthony at Down the Pub CA. Um, I'd love to hear from you. Uh, I I'd love to hear your magic moments because it, it's just. You know, it's the collective. It's the uh, it's amazing moments that this league has already created, and like imagine what it's gonna be like in ten years time. So, yeah. Um, thank you so much for uh listening to me ramble. Um, it's it's been strange to uh, just be on my own, but um, I, I I've got through it. Uh, I've had three coffees already, so it's probably talking a mile a minute. Um, but yeah. Um, until next time, uh, dear listeners, dear friends. Um, cheers. Take care. You've been listening to the Down the Pub podcast, recorded in Halifax, Nova Scotia. Head to downthepub.ca to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Until next time, cheers. Cheers.